this word today. We've been in this uh, series of authentic Christian believer. And today we're going to talk about part three of authentic uh, Christian believer. And it just basically, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what you guys have missed for those who are just tuning in, <clears throat> we basically talked about, you know, being authentic and what authentic look like as a believer. And we broke it down based on many different things, what we have to be as believers. But today we're going to go into a journey. I want you to journey with me. Um, I'm going to go into a story about the real uh, authenticness of Christ and what he looks like as an authentic believer and what he and his expectations for us as believers, uh, what that look like uh, and what he's calling for on the day of his return. And what that looks like for us as believers. So um, we're going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to go through the story. I'm going to break it down for you guys. Because I just think that we need to know this. I think the church is missing this. You know, we, we call ourselves believers. We call ourselves Christians. We, we call ourselves, do we actually uh, live up or be what God has called us to be as Christian believers and Christian followers. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I want you to grab your Bibles. You're going to need your Bibles today. We go from the Christian Standard Bible. That Christian Standard Bible is uh, is for you to, to get a better understanding. I do believe in the New King James Version, um, but this is also for um, those believers who struggle with reading and understanding and comprehending the word. This is why I use it. Um, anyways, let's go. It's December 5th. God bless you. Let's go right into prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We ask you, God, that you let your anointing destroy the yoke in the hearts and the minds of the believer today, Lord God. Father God, I'm asking you, God, to, that you open their understanding. Let them see themselves for who you see them as, Lord God. And Father God, that you would give me the words, Father God, that, that will usher in the spirit of God. And Father God, that the hearts and minds of the believer would be changed, God, will be transformed, God. God, I believe you and I thank you, God, and I give you praise in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Welcome, Christian believer. So today we're going to talk about what it is to be a Christian believer, authentic Christian believer. To become an authentic Christian believer, it will take courageousness. We talked about this. You're going to have to have courage, people, people of God. You're going to have to have courage because there's going to be times when you're going to be feeling fear. And you're going to feel doubt and you're going to feel insignificant and that courageousness. OK, you're going to combine that with your faith. OK, combine it with your faith and then take action. That's what it's about. You're going to take action in what you believe in, what you believe, what you value. Right. As a Christian believer, it will take courageousness. Courageousness is acting on your faith while having courage. Courage alone can only showcase your willingness, but when you apply faith to courage, it's when you act on it 
That's when, I want you to catch this, that's when you get God's attention. You want to see God's attention? You want to see come come to your rescue? You want to see him be in your life, be involved in your life? It's going to take courageousness. It's going to take faith. It's faith that moves God. It is faith that moves God. You're going to have to move him with your courageousness. It's with your belief, Christian believer, authentic Christian believer. So I want you to buckle up your seat because that's one of those type of words today. You're going to have to buckle your seat. You're going to, um, it's one of those words that you don't lie to yourself. It's a come to Jesus word. Okay. And I want you to say this with me. I want the truth. Don't tell me lies. Say it again. I want the truth. Don't tell me lies. See, I think what happens is as, as, as leaders, it's very easy for us to water down the word a little bit. We water down the word to make people comfortable, you know, so they can keep giving, so they can keep coming to church. Well, not this pastor. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to say what God called me to say, and I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. This is the keep it real church. House of Refuge is about keeping it real. Okay, so when I talk about authentic Christian believer, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to do exactly and say exactly what God has called me to say. And it's and yes, I do thank God for tithes and offerings. I thank God for for those who want to, you know, give donations and those who who support ministries and want to come to church. But at the end of the day, you do all this and you lose your soul. What was the worth for? What was the value in that? What was the waste of time with all the energy, all the giving, all the serving? For what? For God to say, I know you not. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. I mean, a lot of believers is going to face that truth. We say we believers, but we're going to have to face that truth. So I'm going to get right into the word. We're going to dive right into the word. I'm going to take a journey. Now, I'm going to have some subtitles here and there, but I want you to turn to John, the eighth chapter, and we're going to begin around the 21st verse, okay? We're going to take the journey. So, we, you know, for those who need to say, uh, you know what, I didn't get the word today. I, I don't know if I'm actually eating the word. We're going to eat the word today. That's why I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to get your notepads out. I want you to follow, and not just follow just because you, you're following along with the word. I want you to f- dictate the words to yourself, literally write what you need, what you're getting out of the word as we, we as the word comes forth today. All right. So it says right there in 21, then he said to them again, coming from the Christian standard Bible. Then he said to them again, I am going away. You will look for me and you will die in your sins. Now, Jesus is speaking here, okay? And he's talking to believers, people who say that they believe in God, okay? And Jesus is speaking to him. He's not talking to someone that who don't know God, who, who don't practice the word of God, who don't, you know, do the do the works of God. Like, like, like really get out there in the trenches and you're helping people, you're feeding homeless, you know, you, you know, you serving the motherless and you know, and you, you, you know, you're going out there and you, you, you're setting up the church and you're giving your offerings and tithes. He's talking to those type of people. OK, and I want you I mean, keeping it real, keeping it real. 
Let's keep going. He says, where I am going, you cannot come. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said again, he won't kill himself. Will he, will he, since he says where I'm going, you cannot come? See, right there, a lot of times what happens in, the, in, 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 in with believers is that they hear the word, they just don't comprehend it. They, they hear the word, it comes to their heart, but because their heart's so dark, they cannot see clear what God is really trying to say to them. And this is Jesus' frustration. You want to see Jesus get frustrated? Watch this. Check this out. Jesus is frustrated in the word. And he, he's going to talk to people who's supposed to know the truth. And sometimes we can frustrate God because he thinks we're supposed to know the truth. We're supposed to be walking in truth. So, I mean, how could you not know this? Right? So anyways, it says on, he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. You, you are from below. He told them, I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I told you that you will die in your sins. See, the confusion in this, this part right here is that they're thinking physically. So you telling me that you not you mean I, I I know you was born uh to uh, you know Mary and Joseph and so you're gonna tell me that you're not from this world and you you know you're from a different world and we from we're from Earth and you're not that's not what he's saying. He said the things that I'm doing is from above. Everything that I do is based on truth. And the things that you do is based on this world. That's why you will die in your sins. This is what he's trying to get them to understand, but they can't see because of darkness of their heart. So let's keep let's keep on reading. He's gonna explain it a little bit more. For it is you do for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They question exactly what I've been telling you. From the, from the very beginning, Jesus told them, I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the one who sent me is true. And what I have heard from him, these things I tell you, these things I tell the world. They did not know he was speaking to them about the father. They had just, they were just clueless about the spiritual things. God is not speaking fleshly things, worldly things. He's speaking the truth and they cannot hear it. So I want you to jot down this subtitle. And, and, and this is very, very important. It's not saying it's actual when I say this, but I, I want you guys to catch this. Let's do the unthinkable. Let's do the unthinkable. Check this out. Let's kill Jesus. Now, I want you to think about that. Let's kill Jesus. And there's a reason why I'm saying this. Because if you hear the term of that, let's kill Jesus, that is the unthinkable. What, why would you want to kill Jesus, right? But every day when we deny Jesus Christ, when we live in our sin, when we turn our back on him for the things that we desire, we are killing him. We're basically saying, I don't want nothing to do with Jesus because Jesus doesn't matter right now. 
what I'm doing, when I'm practicing, Jesus is not included. And matter of fact, I'm going to deny him because I'm more important than what I believe, say I believe. And so this is how the world constantly, and check this out, the believer, so-called believers, as we say we are, we kill Jesus. We deny him. And Jesus is like, Jesus is baffled. He's sitting from heaven. Did I not die for you? Did I not lay, give my life on the cross for you? Did I not shed blood? Did I not go through some torturing for you? Right? Some, some criticism. Right? Did I, did I not take the pain and the sins of the whole world just for you? Do I not matter? Did you not accept me into your life? Then why don't your life express that? Why doesn't your life show that? So somewhere with there. Going somewhere. Jesus said to them, keep on reading. Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And that I do nothing on my own. But just as a father taught me, I say these things. The one who sent me is me. So someone who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do the things, do what pleases him. And I think that's where we, we fall because we're supposed to be imitators of Christ, right? We're supposed to be followers of Christ. And I think that's where Christians mess it up. I think that's where we go wrong. We want to please ourselves. We want to please mom. We want to please dad. We want to please the friend, co-workers at work. We want to please uh, our uh, 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 our associates on social media and, you know, the people we connect, have connection with, the people who's been helping us. And, you know, um, some of the people we we help, some of the people who are close to us don't, don't want nothing to do with Christ. Right. But we do everything to please them. So we live like them. We walk like them. We talk like them. We go where they go. We do what they want us to do. And we deny what we say we believe. And if somebody was to look at you in public, they would say, you know what? Isn't that that Christian? She's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite because look what he's doing. He's not saying he's not walking the truth that he said he was going to walk in or doing what he said he was going to do. Guess what, people? We talk about authenticness real authenticness. That's why we have in this today. So let's read on. He says, because I always do what pleases him. I always do what pleases him, Jesus said. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. Mm -hmm. They had a conversion right there. As he was speaking, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be pleasing God with my life. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I'm supposed. So people are hearing the word and by through the word are being converted. They're being transformed as he's speaking about how he's supposed to be pleasing God. And that is the example for the believer. Right. So con conversion, transformation, that's what's happening. Even now, as I speak, transformation is happening right now in the name of Jesus. So let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. 
Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you are really, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Come on, man. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The truth will set you free. Not yourself, not your friends, not your mama, not your job, not your status. It, the truth will set you free. We're looking for the wrong truth. We want this physical truth. We want this worldly truth that we can obtain right now, instantaneously. I can get this reward. I can get I can get the uh, uh, the collab, uh, 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 the uh, camaraderie. I can get the the the, uh, the famousness now. I can get the favor now with men because that's what's most important to me. It's not pleasing God. Christian believer, authentic Christian believer, wake up. Wake up. Do not be blind. Do not let this world in. Do not let your another breath come into your body and you do not wake up. That you don't see the truth and what God expectation is. God expectation. Because even Jesus Christ was obedient to his father. All right, let's move on. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue my word, you will really, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then they spoke out. We are the descendants of Abraham. They answered him. And we have never been enslaved to anyone. Is Jesus talking about the physical? Or is he talking about truth? I mean, are you getting it? You, you, you won't, you won't, with the world say, pee off. The, the man of God, right? You gonna you gonna make him upset because he's speaking truth to you and you not listening. And they answered him, "We have never been enslaved to anyone." Jews justifying what they just justify what's been established by human standards, human standards, not godly principles, godly standards. Your standards is too low, people. It's too low. Raise them. Raise your standards in Jesus Christ's name. How can you say you will become free, Jesus said? How can you say you, you will become free? Let's think about what he's saying. How can you say you can become free when you live like you live? When you do the things you do? You go to the places you go. How can you say you're free? This is what Jesus is saying. You will become free, Jesus responded. Truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. Bam! Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever. The big house. Right, yeah, if you think about a slave, the big house, right? Do slaves live in the big house? I don't think so. I don't think so. So whose house are we talking about? God's house, the heavenly home. That's what Jesus is talking about. You, you think slaves are going to be up there? No, Jesus is trying to keep it real. He says, but a son does remain forever. That's what you are, man of God, woman of God. You are a son. You are a daughter. 
That's who you are. He says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free. If the son of Jesus Christ sets you free, you will be free. He says, I know you are descendants of Abraham. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey I know you believers. I know, I know that you did give, give your life to Christ. I, I know that you, you was raised in the church and your grandmother took you to church and, you know, mom and dad had you on the pew and, you know, grandma made you sit there and pray and, you know, worship God. And, you know, you served on the deacon board. I, I, I know that you ministered the word of God. I, I, I know that you, you, that you, uh, you, you know, you go out there and you, you do revivals and, and I know you go out there and, and you, you, you win souls for Christ. I know you're doing that, but, but, but I want you to, I want you to know something. It's not about them. It's about you. It's not about what you do. It's about what you do, right? It's not about the works. It's about what you do. And so let's go on. He says, I know you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. And what I told you about that subtitle, let's kill Jesus. Yeah, we're trying to kill everything that has anything to do. The world is trying to kill everything that has to do with Jesus. You can't go to school without them trying to shut Jesus out of the school. You better not say nothing about in education, you better not say nothing about that. Matter of fact, you know, anything that has any type of uh, uh, discriminatory uh, 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 sound to it that has to do with, you know, lesbianism or gayism or anything that having to do with that kind of stuff. And you saying that we won't see. You know, listen, let's get this straight. Sin is sin. That's how God see it. It don't matter what sin it is. You adulterer. You lust. You fornicate. That's how God see it. And if he goes into other elements of what the word is and what his expectations is for believer, for Christian, authentic uh, Christian believers, that's not me. That's God's word. And if we follow God's word, then we're going to be authentic. We're going to be believers who are authentic. We're not going to judge because God said he is the judge. He's the final judge. We are not the judge. We're supposed to just do the work and live the life that God has called us to be. But we're too busy trying to be like the world, judging everybody. Let them be them. Let the wheat be wheat and the tares be tares. That's what we should be doing. And then in the end, God will separate the wheat from the tare. Come on, somebody. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. But you are trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of the father. So then you do what you have heard from your father. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about that, Selah. Our father is Abraham, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, Jesus told them, you would do what Abraham did. <laughs> even Abraham, who didn't even get a chance to see Jesus, was doing better than these Pharisees and, and Jews and these Sadducees. Come on now. But now you are trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. you're, trying to, you're, trying to, you're trying to 
dull out the things of God. Your children trying to dull out the things of God. You know, they trying to they trying to take power over you. They trying to tell you what how you supposed to be and how how tolerant you're supposed to be and how uh, 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 how uh, compromising you're supposed to be. That's not what God said. If you remember the last word we talked about in Revelations, I believe it was uh, chapter four, lukewarmness is not of God. And he will spew us out of his mouth. Let's keep on going. I want to keep it together. All right. You would do what Abraham did, but now you are trying to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You're doing what your father does. Uh-huh. We weren't born of sexual immorality, they said. <laughs> I love this. These Jews said we were not born of sexual immorality. Really? <laughs> Meaning, right? Uh, and, and, and they said we have one father, God, one father, God. And it's so funny because they're thinking about their natural mother and father. They're like, hey, we wasn't born out of wedlock and you know, we, we, we had it perfect. What are you talking about? They are totally clueless, clueless to what Jesus is saying. They're, they're missing the spirit by miles. God's not talking about the flesh. He's talking about the spirit. Right? And then, he, and then here he goes on. He says, if God were your father, you would love me. Mm. Selah, if Jesus was your Lord, if God was your father, you would love me. You would do what as I, I do. You, you would do what pleases God. That's what Jesus is saying. They're missing it. Because I came from God, I am here. For I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. Mm. So now this is this is where I told you a whole thing. Like, you see, you got to lock it up. You are the father, the devil. Now that's hard. That's especially for believers, man. I'm telling you that that would choke you up. Right. It's choking me right now. I mean, the same word I'm ministered to you. I got to live by Come on, check this out. He says, you have your father, the devil. Now, think about it. It's, he, is he calling them devils? He says, you are your father, the devil. So now, in your natural father, if you are a good son, a good daughter, wouldn't you follow your father? Right? Wouldn't you be obedient to your natural father? This is, this is what Jesus is saying. You would do exactly what your father does you matter of fact you're going to follow the things that your father has taught you is what jesus is trying to say but he says you have another father okay he says you are of your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires mm -hmm. he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth see see what the problem is see he a murderer, they think in physical. Yeah, there's a physical point element to this. But sometimes we just want to murder the things of God, the truth of God. The world is trying to murder the truth. 
They don't want you to be a Christian authentic believer. Why? Because then the truth is going to come out and somebody going to get free. Somebody going to have to live up by a standard and not, not live by the devil's standard or the world's standard. And that's why God called you out of darkness. That's why he, he chose you. That's why he brought you into the marvelous light so you can showcase the things of God. That's the reason why. Come on, Christian believer. All right. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he's a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. It's time for us to believe. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians. We're almost done. 1 Corinthians. I'm going to go right through this. I just want to give you the works of a Christian uh, uh, believer, what it, what it looks like. Really quick. So you have something to gauge yourself with. So you have something to go off of. Okay. And you can read this on your own time. That is 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. This is how we do the works. If I speak of human or angelic tongues. Did I say that right? Verse one, y'all. Verse one. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but I do, but do not have love, I am noisy a gong, or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Mm -hmm. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is, it, it is, is not irritable and does not keep record of wrongs or wrongdoings, right? Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, mm -hmm. but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Mm -hmm. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect come, who's that? Jesus Christ. The partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Think about this, y'all. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Oh, yes, you're going to know that you know when Jesus Christ come. Check this out. It goes on deeper. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Catch that. Yeah, you're looking at a mirror, but you will know that you know who you really are on the day that Jesus Christ comes. He says, as I am fully known, he's going to, yeah, as you are fully known, whatever works you've been doing, whatever you've been doing leading up to that day, 
is what you're going to be known by. No, now these 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 three things remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Meditate on that. I want you to get that. Study that. Get that in your spirit on your own time because we're trying to become an authentic Christian. It's a transformation over time. So in order for that to happen, let me give you one more. Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1. We're almost done, like literally almost done. It says, therefore, brother and sisters, in the view of mercies in the mercies of God, because we are in the mercies of God, because he has not opened those clouds. He hasn't came. God has not sent his son, Jesus, to bring judgment against the world. So we are under the mercies of God. Okay. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be renewed right now. Be renewed. Be renewed, man of God. Be renewed, woman of God. Renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good pleasing and perfect will of God. For my grace given to, for by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly. <laughs> I love the way the word comes. Sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. He said, look, man, you ain't stupid. You know the truth. You ain't dumb. You know the difference between right and wrong, right? Light and darkness. Think sensibly. And this is my prayer to you, man of God and woman of God. Be sure you know that you know. Be sure that you know that you know you're going to heaven. Don't let it be said that you did all this for nothing. All this works, all this living, all the sacrifice, all this pain, suffering. For what? To not obtain glory? Your crown? Be sure. Know that you know. For those who want salvation to rededicate, renew, we're going to pray really quick. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before you right now and we ask you, Lord, follow with me to please forgive me of all my sins. For every wayward way that I lived, by not living like I'm supposed to, by living by the world standard and denying you, please forgive me. Transform me now in my mind that I may be renewed in you, Jesus Christ. I ask you to come into my life and save me now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. You got the word authentic Christian believer. You're getting it right here at the House of Refuge. I thank God for you. I want you to continue to follow us on our podcast. I want you to follow us on our live feeds. This word is just for you. This word is just for you. And I thank God that you are being blessed by this word. God bless all of you now. I love you, Pastor Jay and Pastor Kate, because she's the one hooking me up. All right, y'all.